This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Reddit likes this thing. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a, another edition of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 446, and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast form. Several ways that you can do that. You can go on your major podcasting applications. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us five stars. We greatly appreciate that. Social media-wise... Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, at MarkingOut on Twitter, at MarkingOut11 on Instagram, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. You can go to our website for all things MarkingOut, MarkingOut.com, and also ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. There'll probably be a sale coming up, seeing it's all-out weekend. Gimmicks galore, and go purchase a shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. My name's Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sween Dog. I'm sitting here with Dave as well, who you can follow on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Dave, how are you? I'm doing pretty great. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic, and I can't wait to hear what Brandon's got to say. And he's here with us this week. Brandon, you can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? You know, people come to me and they say, just kidding, I'm doing awesome as always. <laughs> why Why do you do that to me? Why? You know, how, why do you do that? Why do you tease it? Well, I don't know. Just do it. There's do it of, again. A lot of gimmicks, brother. Anyway, Brandon, you missed last week, and do tell us about why you missed last week in under three minutes or less. Oh, boy. Well, I've been having computer issues as I had to record the week prior with uh, with my xbox which i'm doing still to this day but that's i completely forgot that's not the reason why i missed last week's episode <laughs> there goes your three minutes or less i went to see the backstreet boys you're at, at 15 Barclays seconds center yeah well whatever you know I, I went to a bar before the concert too which is something i never do but uh i saw my brother's friend's cousin Nephew's sister's farmer's former roommate. Roommate? <laughs> no, she she invited me to go to the bar, and I was like, eh, okay. I didn't want to be rude or anything, so I went, and uh, it was called McMahon's. I'm sure you've been there before. Uh, they used to have uh, Busted Open had their SummerSlam shows there from uh, when uh, SummerSlam was at Barclays Center. And it's like being there for Backstreet Boys, sitting there in like a similar date to NXT TakeOver. It's like, damn. I wish I was here for TakeOver. Mark. Not to say Backstreet Boys wasn't good because they were really good. I thought it was like the best <laughs> show of theirs. I've seen them three times live. Mm. And uh, this was certainly the, the longest set list that they've ever done. So that was pretty cool. Um, I did some grilling this week. Sweet. What did you grill? Oh, uh, hamburgers. I no, I did hamburgers, which I think I've like... I think I've perfected my like perfect burger. You mean you perfected? Or you want to say perfected? Sure. Yeah. Come on. YouTube.com slash MarkNet11. Yeah. So um, we're coming over to taste some. It's not, it's not, see, it's not, it's not necessarily your best burger. It's just like mine. Everybody has their own tricks to their trade. I understand. Right. 
So, but yeah, as I was saying with my laptop, I ended up getting it back this week and then mysteriously like the speaker was broken and the battery wasn't holding a charge, even though when I brought it in, it was holding a charge. So I don't know what was going on with that, but I put it back into the shop to, uh, to replace the battery and hopefully they're going to fix the speaker because that would be something like, that's not good. Yeah, that would not be good for you. But I, uh, I have high hopes for that. And uh, I went to my friend's engagement party this week. All right. What did you eat? I, well, they had wraps, like, uh, like you know, chicken cutlet, mozzarella, mm-hmm. tomato, etc. So I had some wraps, had some salad. I think most importantly, I had cake. Yep. Okay. It was a chocolate kind cake. Of cake. There were three different tiers. The first tier, they were all vanilla cakes, but the frostings on the inside, one was cannoli, which I am not a cannoli guy, so I'm oh. glad that wasn't passed to me. They're terrible. Second, the second, I just don't like ricotta cheese. Don't give Ricoff. me that. That's, that's it's dessert. ricotta cheese. Yeah. Um, but the second layer was chocolate frosting in the middle, which I thought was really good, or icing, whatever you want to call it. And then the third layer was strawberry, which was also really good. Mm-hmm. And then I had myself a mixed drink. What? Some Diet Coke and pineapple juice. Wow, what a weird wow. little combination. <laughs> That's what I, I order that at like weddings and stuff to uh, just like, you know, it's cool. I'm drinking something that's out of the norm. I wouldn't normally be drinking a Diet Coke with pineapple juice. And like every single time the bartender's like, is this, is this good? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's, I mean, I like it. It gives like a little, a punch to it. Mm-hmm. But, well, uh, I don't drink soda, so I wouldn't enjoy it. Say it again. I said I don't drink soda, so I wouldn't enjoy it. I feel like and I'm gonna stop. I think I may end up stopping. Uh, stop drinking soda soon. I drink soda like once in a blue moon. What like, made you stop? I just I don't know. It's too much sugar. I'd rather... You know they. they in my had... we old age here, you know. Yeah, they the aired. Thing. They aired two anti-soda ads during Monday Night Raw. Man, I remember and, Mr. And, so Monday Raw, and Monday Night Raw was sponsored by soda. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm tempted to give up soda too. Why? I mean, just how often do you even drink it? I mean, not too often, but often enough where, like, I mean, you just know what it does to you inside of your body, and or and I don't know. I'd rather save alcohol? my. Yeah, but alcohol. But listen. Well, yeah, well, continue on with the story, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> no, other than that, I uh, I finished binge watching Entourage again. Mm-hmm. So that's always good. And uh, yeah, and Amazon, and they didn't have uh, the movie on HBO Go, so I had to order it on Amazon. And then you, uh-huh. that, that's so. what got you sucked in Amazon Prime. Does that get a shout out this week? Please tell me it does. Wait, say that again. Does Amazon Prime get a shout out this week? Is it getting a shout out? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. I had so much like stress dealing with Amazon. Oh, hashtag first world problems. <laughs> no, no, because I I ordered I ordered a new charging cable for my laptop the other day, mm-hmm. and and when I went to go sign in to check, or I just went to check my order, it told me I need to sign in again. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll sign in again. So I even though I just purchased the item, I signed in again, and it tells me I need to verify that it's me. I'm like, what's, what does this mean? So I, I do the whole email exchange. They email me a code. I put the code in. And then it tells me, 
to um, confirm my the expiration date on the credit card shown. I was like, I don't have this credit card. So I had to call them, sat on the phone with them for like an hour just for them to unlock my account. They're like, oh, what's your, uh, what are the last three items you purchased from Amazon? I was like, I can literally only tell you that I just purchased this, this, this power charger. Yeah, the, the other only stuff thing that I, I, don't, I don't remember. The other stuff that he's purchased, we don't really want to talk about on the show right now. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember <laughs> the stuff that I've purchased from Amazon. It's like, how am I supposed to remember when and and what it was? Oh. And then they're like, okay, well, go to your cart and uh, tell us what are the first few things in your cart. <laughs> and I'm like, oh hell no. Here's because like a very, funny, funny action figure. No, the, the very first thing in my cart was a slide whistle. <laughs> 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 so I like the guy says that and I started I started immediately laughing and I like laughed through the word slide whistle. I'm like, I got curb your enthusiasm DVD, this, this. And he goes, Okay, <laughs> it's like, unlocked. And then he's like, So what about that slide whistle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they did they gave me a ton of credit, so uh so I was able to get two things for free. That was pretty good. Hey, there you go. Which what one of them being the Entourage movie, which is surprising that I didn't already own that, but uh, it came out in 2015, and I was such a fan of Entourage, and I miss it. So there you go. What about you, Chris? How was your week? Um, it was. It's been a lot of work. Um, Sunday night, me and Bobby went to the New York Cocktail Expo. It was at Melrose Ballroom, Long Island City. TNA's done pay per views there. There was a bunch of stuff going on WrestleMania weekend there. Cool spot to do wrestling. I mean, this thing was pretty cool, but like. Just walking outside, it's like you. There was two sessions. You could tell that the first session was amateur hour. People just getting drunk because there was like throw up uh, outside. Oh. And some guy we walked in to get online, just like was so drunk he spiked his water glass that they gave him on the ground outside. Looked all tough and then popped into an Uber. Like, oh man. Yeah. But I mean, is that is that something you had to pay for? Yeah, but Bobby got the tickets on Groupon, so we got a sick discount. So what is what is that exactly? They so just you, give you cocktails? Yeah, it's just there's all these like different restaurants from like the Long Island City, New York City area that are just like competing for best cocktail. Mm-hmm. So they'll make these cocktails in like a small form and then there's like a sponsored whiskey or there was a lot of gin and there's a little bit of vodka and stuff like that. So they'd be like, Oh hey, you wanna try our cocktail? Hey, it, this uh, you wanna try our whiskey, this cocktail is made with this whiskey, and then you vote for them. And it was just like Man, like cocktails these days are at at this world. Some guy gave me a cocktail that had a pistachio foam on top of it. I'm like, really? That's that's hipster. It was, it was so hip. <laughs> it was so hipster. But um, there was this one gin cocktail that I had that I thought was the best thing out of there, and everything else was just like cool. You know, they mm-hmm. had a room with just all like tiki drinks because that that's a thing now, or tiki cocktails. Tiki cocktail. Yeah, they're like rum and like juices and stuff like that and you put them yeah and like everybody was (laughs) everybody was wearing like lays and hawaiian shirts and stuff like that i mean it was a cool it was a cool gimmick you know i'd be be down for that stuff that sounds something that i would be interested in because i like that more like i like rum stuff and rum is like it reminds me of like very tiki-ish and the beach and (laughs) just mellow relaxing (laughs) reminds you of tiki-ish yeah like a, a tiki bar and stuff like that but say vacation, yeah. yeah. But that was, I mean, that was like so. Now I'm like, 
starting to get myself into cocktails and gin and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. I mean, I like gin. I've always had a, a, a fondness for gin, but not as much as I love whiskey. I seem like – I really feel like people think on the show I'm the biggest alcoholic in the world. You should no, because you know, see that I don't. I wouldn't agree with that because you're you give reviews of everything. Yeah, it's not like I'm sitting here and be like, oh man, I bought this bottle of uh, 1899 whiskey. Like I made myself. Right. I spent a good ten minutes making my cocktail this evening, and it was delicious, and it's still delicious. Um, but I mean, sure, you might start slurring your speech a little bit, but <laughs> you notice that too. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I was joking. I don't know if you were joking. I that. I'm so critical, especially like at the end of shows, <laughs> like when we're just going through predictions, and I start getting really tired. I'm just like, Aah. you just got to do a jumping jack. Yeah, I'm good. Also, I, I went. Good, uh, I went bowling today. Oh, where'd you go? Uh, Watso Lanes. Uh, Jordan has like a a pass for the summer where you can bowl uh-huh. every every day if he wants. So I went bowling today. And then uh, heading down to uh, good old Rehoboth Beach, Delaware with the family this weekend for uh, summer's last hurrah. Nice, oh, man. Nice. That's disappointing. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Last hurrah. I know. I, I This summer kicked a, a bunch of butt, so we're going down to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. We're staying a block away from the beach. Um, a, a cool cocktail scene. And it's like Dogfish Head, which is my favorite brewery, has like a brew pub down there, which is amazing. And I plan on going to that. Maybe every other night. Well, I'm only down there for three nights, so I'm probably going to go down there like two out of the three nights. If I need to go by myself, I'll go by myself. It's fine. That's, yeah, why not? Still, that still could be every other night. It could be yeah, every night. why not check it out? But also, too, the place that I'm staying at, the lobby has a, uh, a restaurant with like cool cocktails and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just really like into cocktails right now. It's kind of – it's real lame. I don't know. I don't know if they're cocktails or not, but they have like that festival at Forest Hill Stadium. It's like all these businesses go there. It's like a giant. I think it's a food festival, actually. Oh yeah, that seems like something you'd be going to. Yeah, I feel like I have to um, kind of spread out my palate when it comes to all of those drinks and everything like that. Like I, I don't know enough about them where I'm totally basic, or I should stick to like a uh, vodka cranberry. You know, yeah. something very basic. No, I mean, I like, I'm more of like these like new school cocktails, like really like, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Like, I'm more of a fan of like a classic cocktail, like an old fashioned mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. bourbon, bitters and sugar, stir that up, kiss the, you know, the rim with a little bit of orange segment. So I do, I do like a uh, old fashioned a lot. So do I, I used to a... drink, uh, I used to drink a, a Manhattan. Yes. Manhattan? Is that? That is a drink. <laughs> right? Yeah. I used to <laughs> Is that the one with celery? Or no, that's a Bloody Mary. Yeah, I that's can't say it. I can't say Bloody Marys, but it's like, and that was that was the highlight of my week. As I said, I'm going down to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware this weekend, um, and that's gonna be fun. Just getting back to the swing of, uh, you know, after a very laxed July, you know, August has kind of kicked me right in the butt, and I've just been very busy with work and all the, the dog fam- days of summer. It's the dog days of summer, man. That's it. Yeah. What about you, Dave? I know you had a, a great week. Yeah, my week was very entertaining, you know, very, very busy, just like you. Um, But one of the things, one of the standouts was I went out to uh, Garden Social and I got the Impossible Burger. You did get the Impossible Burger. Nice. Yeah, I I finally, because last time we went, I saw it was on the menu, but I didn't know what it was. And since then, I started hearing so much about Impossible Burger and um, What's the pricing? Uh, the pricing, I didn't even care. I just knew that I wanted it. I didn't even really look at the pricing. Didn't make a difference. I was going to order it no matter what. 
And I actually really liked it. I thought that it did resemble it resembled more of like a turkey burger than a, a another burger, like a, a Bubba burger or something like that. But it was really, really good. Um, yeah, I was impressed you, with it. You can tell it's not meat, though. Uh, that's what that's what pisses me off about that Burger you, King commercial. If you give me a lineup, I don't know if I would be able to tell the difference. There's but no way. I don't know, but I I still like the taste of it. And plus, I'm not really, I'm not opposed to eating vegetarian. I've had. I'm not opposed I really, to it either. Yeah, like you get I, sick from it though. No, I, I I didn't get sick from it. I like Boca burgers, so it really didn't make a difference to me. I just wanted to try it, and I tried it, and I really enjoyed it. Chris, have you had it before? Yeah, we have a couple in our uh, freezer right now. Oh, yeah, you, you offered me at the barbecue. Yes, I did. Um, so what do you have? Do you have Impossible Burger or the other one, the uh, Beyond. Uh, Beyond, Beyond Meat? No, I have the Impossible Burgers. So Impossible Burger is the same thing as Beyond Meat, correct? It's. I have no this, clue. I think it. I think it's the same, but a different company. So when they and see ab- what's what's difficult about this is that everybody says like, oh, it's uh, there's no meat. It's very healthy for you. It's not. It's just as bad for you as the normal meat. Well, I mean, it, that's only which because it depends on the the amount of times that it's processed through. Like the Burger King one. Like I don't understand. No, don't it's. I, I'm I'm assuming they all. I think every Impossible Burger is the same standard thing i don't that's the thing i don't i don't know whether or not impossible the impossible Im- impossible customers. is the company exactly but the so burger king right i yeah are they're they working using... with they're working with the impossible company okay i didn't know if they were working with them or they're just using that name brand kind of like california burger i didn't no, know no, it's the actual no it's the actual brand impossible Okay, so Burger King branded um, were, is working in an agreement with Impossible Burger to produce this. Yeah, and then one of the other fast foods has the Beyond Burger, which I saw something that like the big get is McDonald's. I don't know who's gonna. I don't oh, know who's so you gonna... think that Beyond Burger is gonna go with McDonald's? No, no. There's another company that another fast food chain is already selling Beyond Meat, but I forget which one. I'm not too sure. Like Beyond Meat, I don't know if it's I've like been Arby's watching... or not. I've been watching Beyond Meat on the stock exchange for a while, like, and, but it dropped a lot, so I don't know if it's any good or not. Like, it used to be riding around two hundred dollars, now it's selling at like one fifty one. Beyond so, the meat, I don't yeah, Beyond, Beyond Meat. <laughs> yeah, but outside of the possible, outside of the Impossible Burger, uh, my week has been really awesome. You know, no complaints. Um, now that sounds like you're complaining about the Impossible Burger. <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved it. I would. Ha- I'm gonna order it again next time I go there too. But I, yeah. I don't think I would order that again. I don't know. I'm all in. All it was in. too. It was too loose. Nah, I don't know. But talking about being all in, let's get to some outside the ring news. Yeah, let's get to it. And let's start off because we didn't talk about it last. Actually, no. We got the biggest news of the week can segue into what I was thinking about talking about first. And that is, excuse me, almost burped. NXT. <laughs> NXT has officially announced this week that they will be moving to Wednesday nights, starting September 18th on the USA Network. Um, compared to NXT on the WWE Network, this will now be a two-hour show each week, emanating live from Full Sailing University. 
initial thoughts on this gentleman, and then we'll start talking about you know the 500-pound elephant in the room when it comes to Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday nights. All right, so I'll, I'll take it first. I am uncertain how I feel. I think that this is great for the product. I think that it, oh man, I don't even know if I could say that. It, it, it's exciting. It's exciting for WWE and the product. It's very exciting. Realistically, though, I don't know if they can fill. I don't know if filling everything in a two-hour slot is going to take away from just having that hour position. Um, a live one-hour show would have been sufficient. Dayenu, I think that it was. I don't know. I guess we're going to see how it turns out. What do you guys think? Brandon? There's like two. There's like two hundred employees at the performance center, and how many people get used each week? Yeah, very true. But how many are also ready for TV? Remember when they're in, in a, a lot. Like, there's there's like months that could go by that Bianca Belair's not on TV. That's true. And but other people who have been featured on like takeovers just like fall to the wayside. That's like where have they been? And not only that. We've already seen like people like Brizongo back in NXT. This opens it up now that it's a prime slot on USA Network again. It opens up like, I mean, Chris Jericho was was on the very first NXT on USA Network. Yeah, facing facing Daniel Bryan, still one of the the best matches in NXT history. So it opens the door for stuff like that. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, it's only time is going to tell. Chris, what do you think about it? I think it's a great move. I think it's a smart move by WWE to start this at the beginning of September, three weeks before AEW starts uh, going on TNT. Because it's yeah. going to get the casual wrestling fan to remember, hey, Wednesday nights is NXT, I'm going to watch NXT. And then they're going to start mentally shifting themselves like, okay, every Wednesday got to watch USA Network, USA Network. And it, I mean, there's a possibility of it taking a hit to AEW ratings. Mm-hmm. If you I, if if Champa is good enough to wrestle in time, give him the title. Yeah. Give him that I, first. Give, if you want to compete, that first episode. I saw somebody else say this on Twitter. That'll be a perfect uh, person to win a title on the very first episode to combat against AEW. See, now, what what they're going to have to do, this is what I'm thinking. Like, going back to that statement, you bring him in in the first episode, and then the week you go head-to-head with AEW, you make it Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT title. Hmm. Especially on that first week of them going head-to-head, WWE wins the the ratings. You know what that's going to say? You you know what that says about the product? It's, It's Vince McMahon putting his flag down saying... You're not competition, mm-hmm. which I think is a great idea. I love the move the NXT to, to Wednesday nights. I like the fact that now they're saying Thursday well, Wednesday on USA. Yeah, whatever. But then Thursday, it's going to go to, you know, it'll be on the network then Thursday night. So I'm all a fan about it. I'm pumped about this. One thing that they're saying might potentially be canceled WWE-wise 205 Live because of yeah, this that... this move, which would be such a shame. Because as we've been talking about, you can't sleep on two hundred five live. Yeah, no, I mean this crazy. week this week they had a forty five minute match. Yeah, after which I was I I watched the entire thing. Usually I don't watch two hundred five live live, 
but I watched it this week and I was blown away by it. I was like, this is great. Yeah, it was a captain's challenge match. Drew Gulak's team versus uh, Oni Lorcan's team. And it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. hopefully they don't like, take away that. Um, I think that it's, it's going to be fun to have uh, some sort of, like, it's going to be USA versus TNT again. Yeah, it's the Wednesday Night Wars. Which, by the way, if you go to WednesdayNightWars.com, it's apparently a video of Ty Dillinger and Cody Rhodes and OVW together. But for some reason, when you post it on Twitter, it's an NXT logo and uh, it says WWE.com. That's interesting. So y'all being in cahoots or what? (laughs) Reaching for things here. It's not reaching when you literally click on something and it's like a Cody Rhodes fan account that it directs you to Cody versus Ty Dillinger or something like that. Like Cody and Sean Spears, some sort of involvement in OVW. Yeah. But if you post it on Twitter, it comes up with the thumbnail of NXT with WWE.com. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, A little... AEW news. We spoke about them for two seconds before. We can speak. We didn't speak about them last week, and let's speak about them this week. Orange Cassidy has been signed to AEW. What is going on in the back room of my house? Uh oh. I don't know. It's a ghost. Woo! Uh, Orange Cassidy has been signed to AEW. I think this is a cool mid card move. I'm a fan of it. Gentlemen. Yeah, I think that he's. I think that it's a good sign. I think it's an entertaining sign. I mean. I think that it's going to get a good amount of fan attention, too. I mean, Orange Cassidy has become kind of a growing cult following on the indie circuit, and I think it's a good signing. Yep. Do you think Do you think AEW, though, has too many... Um, Mid-card guys? No, I, and I don't want to say sideshow acts, but, like... It's a gimmick, yeah, but... I, gimmick. Do you think they have too many, like, gimmicks like ca- that? Gimmicky characters? I don't. Yeah. I don't think that they do. I think that it's okay. I think that. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, they've also, uh, also announced what? I was gonna say. I assume uh, with NXT moving to USA Network, we're gonna get a bunch of independent promotions added to WWE Network. You think? I mean, we've already seen Evolve on there, so I'm assuming, and there are. We already know that there's gonna be tiered content and like wwe network subscriptions yeah so i'm i'm assuming there has to be some sort of like like the next year get all the evolve shows yeah true and mm-hmm. they get away from wwn live wherever it is yeah 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 all right well uh aew has announced their next two television tapings they'll be wednesday the tw- october 23rd in pittsburgh pennsylvania and then wednesday the 30th in west virginia uh, the, thir- the show on the 30th will have the finals of the tag team tournament. It's cool that they're kind of staying East Coast-wise for their first, you know, couple of months well, of tapings. I, mean, I like, think that'd be sm- the smartest thing is, like, if you're doing, like, a road trip. Yeah. Making your way west or whatever. I think it's funny that the... Yeah, but, like, once they hit, like, the Midwest after, like, your Chicago's and Milwaukee's and they hit, like, the Iowa's, you think you're going to see the yeah. same crowd that you would see, uh, you know... Every every show has Philly? sold out in, like, minutes, so it should be interesting to see what happens there. Right. I think it's funny that the Pittsburgh advertisement kind of looked like an NXT poster. Yeah, yeah, okay. Due to the, the black and yellow Pittsburgh, well, Pittsburgh colors. Yeah, Pittsburgh colors, come on there. 
Um, also, it, a lot of people have been pointing out that come that Wednesday night when AEW debuts, something that Dusty Rhodes was very much so a part of, that being NXT, will be going head-to-head with Dusty Rhodes' son. Yeah. Well, so that's that's it's pretty cool. Yeah. That, like, even though Dusty Rhodes is no longer with us, that he's still inspiring and a part, of, very much so a part of pro wrestling. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else the WWE has their hands in is the XFL. They've announced their first eight teams for their first season. That's happening next year. Well, there's only eight teams, but they've announced the names and the logos for it. Um, they did that today at a press conference. You got the Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, which I didn't understand until people tweeted me that uh, what a roughneck was, which is somebody who works on an oil rig. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the L.A. Wildcats, which who sounds are we? like a high school. The Wildcats. And <laughs> who are we going to be? The Wildcats. Where, where's that from? Simpsons. Oh, yeah. it sounds like a high school team to me. You got the New York Guardians, uh, the St. Louis uh, Battlehawks, uh, the Seattle Dragons. I guess dragons are in Game of Thrones and everything. And then you got the Tampa Bay hey, Vipers. Let, let's for, let's not forget Seattle, Brian Danielson. The American yeah. Dragon. I mean, Seattle Dragons. Come on. Yeah, St. Louis Vipers, maybe. Come Tampa on, Bay you know? Vipers. Yeah, but, but they're I'm saying Tampa maybe Bay. it could have been St. Louis. You know, Randy Orton's from. Yeah, no. Once I saw <laughs> once I saw Viper as one of the team names, I was actually expecting it to be a St. Louis uh, team, but nope. Yeah, and then you have the DC Defenders, which just sounds like the exact same thing as the New York Guardians. But the DC Defenders, I was looking it up. To see what a defender was, like why, like what is a defender to the to the team name, uh-huh. and I found that in 2015 a kid pitched the Washington Defenders to the NFL or like online in his as part of his class or whatever. They needed to come up with an alternative to the Washington Redskins, mm-hmm. and he pitched the DC Defenders. So I don't know if. Uh, Huh. Maybe maybe the XFL saw that somewhere down the line and thought that was going to be a good team name or whatever. Maybe they just have absolutely no nothing to do with each other. I don't know. That's an interesting yeah. backstory to it. Um, but as far as like logos go, I think the Battlehawks might have the best one. Might do something that was on the side of Christian's tights in the early nineties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, <laughs> uh, I think the Renegades have a cool one. The Wildcats got screwed out of a logo. It's just an L.A. Yeah. Well, that's like every it's not, L.A. It has nothing to do with the Wildcat. Yeah. And then uh, the New York Guardians looks like a lion, but I'm. It's. I think it's supposed to be a gargoyle. What was that? Yeah, what I was the name of that building that they knocked down on uh, How I Met Your Mother? Oh, I don't know. Man, I can't believe I forgot this. Rachel's not sitting in the background commenting on my thing anymore. Um, my thing is in my oh, comments on the show, not that thing. <laughs> Get your minds out of the gutter, both of you. <laughs> because they, they they aired vignettes with every single team, and uh, it was definitely a, a yeah, gargoyle-based. Yeah, it's definitely gargoyle-based because they were showing the people that – or not the people, the, the mythological creatures that watch over the – they are the guardians of Manhattan. Guardians of the Gulaxy. But, like, doesn't guardian and defender, aren't they, like, hand-in-hand, hand, like, the same thing? I don't know. 
I don't really care about the XFL. Can I just like the director of player personnel for the New York Guardians? His name is Alan McCracken. Okay. That last name, McCracken. I feel like that's the butt of a ton of jokes. Mm. But yeah, well. I don't know. I looks like a lion to me. Yeah, it, I'm. I'm. I really think it's a gargoyle. It's a really bad logo, but uh, yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? All right, let's run through a couple of quick things here before we get to Monday Night Nitro. Ronda Rousey has a broken finger. Oh my god! What did you see it? No. Oh yeah, dude. It oh my god! Brutal. It's. I heard it's she almost lost her finger. Yeah, and she just like posts posts like. First of all, her finger is almost not attached. Yeah, and she, she really... she still she finished the scene. She didn't realize anything was wrong with it until she finished the scene. You realize she's an MMA fighter. And then she, but dude, it's like almost it's not it's it's dangling off her finger. Why well, she she knew and she was just saying that. And then just afterwards, like... she got she got it like cleaned up or whatever, and then continued to shoot. With her finger, like, torn ligaments and bone broken or whatever. Oh, Jesus. Terrible, awful picture. Um, but if you could stomach that stuff, I would definitely tell you to check it out. But uh, she's an absolute badass for being able to handle that sort of thing. I don't know where I would be if I if I had what she had. I don't know if I would, like, pass out or whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. But, Brandon, you know what you do have? I do a fantastic beard and a professional uh, sports entertainer that doesn't have one now is rusev this is real notes folks um yeah. rusev has shaved his beard yeah no uh no more beard i mean he posted on instagram i believe a picture of him seeing the new it movie and uh yeah clean shaven rusev which i mean i'm kind of like just bummed out alone that he's still not on tv yeah, he could go back to the handsome Rusev gimmick. Could, could I? I think that Rusev and Lana should have their own show, kind of like Miz and Maurice. I think I would totally watch Rusev and Lana because Rusev is ratings. Do you do you watch Miz and Maurice? Ms. Yes. Mrs. Yes, I do. I, I do. Know. Why did Maurice text Titus? <laughs> <laughs> Only time will tell. But yeah, I think. I mean, even back on that uh, Total Divas. Rusev was so interesting. If you give Rusev and Larry their own TV show. Larry? Larry. <laughs> you mean Lana. No, no. <laughs> oh, no, no you, mean, you mean Larry Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Larry Steve. Oh, <laughs> Larry yeah. Steve is a lot bigger these days. I know, right? Larry Steve has grown. But I yes. I literally <laughs> thought you meant Lana. <laughs> no, Larry, Steve, Rusev and Larry, <laughs> the Rusev and Larry show. <laughs> oh my god, such a Larry! Oh god, and allegedly WWE might be done with uh, the people that have been making their music for the past couple of years. CFO, do you elaborate on the on this, Brandon? Uh, yeah, apparently. I mean, Buddy Murphy has a new theme song uh, that's kind of sounds like his other theme song, but more rock instead of uh, EDM. And Elias has a brand new theme song where I thought the, the Drifter theme was like very suiting towards him. Mm -hmm. I'm, I think um, based on what I heard on SmackDown, I'm pretty sure it's Elias singing this one. Yeah, it is. So 
I'm all for that, but I mean, sometimes CFO was like hit or miss with me. Mm-hmm. Where did you but hear like, this from? I, it's all over Twitter. Yeah, I saw I saw it on Russell's uh, Wrestling Inc., but I didn't really read too much into it. But I know that that they were talking about that. I think the the very first theme song that they did for WWE was Jack Swagger's theme song, and that was a great theme song. The Patriot one, the down 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 down. Yeah, okay. so, but so they do have their hits. I mean, like Bobby Roode, which is a great AJ theme Styles, song, which was supposed Nakamura. to be for Nakamura. You have, uh, yeah, AJ Styles, who was supposed to be for for James Storm, and Shinsuke yeah, Nakamura's theme song is great. Johnny Gargano's is pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't. Undisputed His theme song sounds more like it would be for uh, yeah, but there's like nothing to it. I know, but they just, they just, when they come Shock out. Their system. Sasha Banks. Yeah, Banks, Bailey, like, Sammy ba- ba- Banks, Banks is actually probably my favorite theme song. The Revival, Asuka, Ember Moon has a really good theme song. Dana Brooke, I really like her theme song. So what, so what are they going to do? Are they going to switch everyone? Like, I don't understand why they have to switch this theme song. I oh. don't know how that's going to work. That's the thing. Like, I'm assuming that if they, per- like, if they paid them to make a theme song, it's WWE's ownership. That's what I think. Because WWE is still releasing Jim Johnson unreleased tracks. Yeah. So I, I assume once they make the, the thing for them. But then again, it's like when we saw that that shift in in theme songs from Jim Johnson to CFO we kind of saw like some different, some people getting new themes like Kane had that. Re- I still hate that new theme song that Kane had compared to Jim Johnson's, yeah. but Kane got a renew, uh, a new theme song. Um, who else got new theme songs? I'm trying to think. I don't know. A bunch of people, but I guess, I mean, we'll see what happens, but you know, Jim Johnson should be uh, in WWE hall of fame. Hopefully soon. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's going to ever happen, but yeah, but yeah, so that is the outside the ring news. Yeah, um, let's get on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Uh, I don't, I don't Which, know. by the way, I absolutely hate that they open up Raw live and cut to a recap video. And it's the same recap video that we've seen a million times. All right, Brandon. Yeah, stop no, com- all right, stop complaining about it, Mark. Let's get to the great action because Raw was awesome. I, I, Roman Reigns picked up the victory over Dolph Ziggler, but before the match even started, Ziggler getting the upper hand hit him with the sweet, uh, sweet of music. Um, hey, but this this doesn't make sense to me. Why are two guys from SmackDown working a program on Raw? Well, I so what I'm curious is you're allowed four wrestlers for the uh, carryover, so you have Reigns, Ziggler, and then. What you have? But, but, but see, for to me, that doesn't make sense because it, it's two SmackDown superstars. Wild card to me should be a SmackDown superstar facing a Raw superstar. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be two SmackDown guys going at each other. And I think that this this match, Roman Reigns defeating Dolph Ziggler, I think the only reason why they wanted to do it is because because Dolph Ziggler took the spear from Goldberg. And everyone, the only thing people were talking about with that was, oh my god, that was an awesome spear. It was an awesome spear. So I think that's why they had this match, because they wanted Roman Reigns to hit that awesome spear, which was an awesome spear. 
because Dolph Ziggler sells like an incredible person. I don't know what where I was going with that. No, I but, totally agree with you. That selling of the spear looked sick. And that's but this why also I think you, this took this place. Makes, this makes you question, I mean, that entire rumor of, I mean, there was that rumor that last week was going to be Ziggler's last match or that he had a handshake agreement with this man that he was going to be finishing up. Which so, apparently Vince wasn't even at Raw this week. It was Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and uh, not Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Paul Heyman, and Kevin Dunn working the, the booth. Working the ones and twos. Working yeah. Gorilla. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, you had a promo from the champ, Becky Lynch. Which which David complained to me via text message due to the breaths, but I don't think there was an overabundance of breathing I don't by think, Becky Lynch. No, I don't think that there was too many, but I did notice two of them, and I'm like, I, bleh, no, I mean, I like her promos. It's just I notice every time that she inhales – and ever since I, ever since that, when I listen to the radio now, I'm noticing more and more um, uh, artists doing the inhaling before belting out the next tune. Well, this was uh, more so about Sasha Banks, and she said she wants to fight the best. So, I'm pumped about this feud. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally for it. But next, next up, uh, you had King's Court. Uh, this was going to take place in the ring with Sasha Banks. So Jerry the King Lawler's in the ring. And of course, before Sasha Banks makes her way to the ring, he starts to put over the King of the Ring tournament. But as he's putting over the tournament, the lights go out. And we've seen this before. He's like, oh, I know what's about to happen. And Jerry the King Lawler goes to bail out of the ring. He heads up the stage only to have the Fiend appear right behind him. He turns around, gets nailed with the mandible claw. And Jerry the King Lawler's out. The Fiend disappears, and so, Bresco check on him. Why is is the Fiend only going after Finn Balor and Hall of Famers? Undertaker. But like, does that make sense to you? I yeah, mean, I, I, I take it you can't do you can't do this match. You have to build to this. If they're gonna, this is what they have to do. This match has to be WrestleMania, and this has to be what, the passing of match, the torch. Though? The Fiend versus the Undertaker. You can't do it at MSG. Oh. Yeah, no, oh, no. Oh, okay, I so don't think is, that's... So this is my, okay. like, this is Wait, my mark. Hold on, though. Okay. Because they announced Undertaker for SmackDown at Madison Square Garden in September, mm-hmm. but it irks the hell out of me the way they announced it. Because it How said... It says the Undertaker, uh, the Undertaker will journey to SmackDown Live at New York City's Madison Square Garden on September 10th for the first time ever beginning at 7.45 p.m. And I don't know if that first time ever is that SmackDown is going to begin at 7.45 mm-hmm. or if they're trying to tell me that Undertaker has never been on SmackDown before. I don't think they're trying to tell us that, but I understand Which where the confusion doesn't make sense. Of, yeah, I understand but, the confusion of the wording, though. Anything in that sentence, even if it's Undertaker's never been at, at SmackDown at Madison Square Garden before, that's not true. Undertaker has been on SmackDown at Madison Square Garden before, so I don't know why they keep a, keep saying for the first time ever Undertaker at Madison Square Garden on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I I totally understand that. Well, well, one of, this is my Mark uh, writing, you know. So I texted Brandon this idea. So I think that at MSG you have the Undertaker doing his entrance. Okay, he's in the ring. He's about to cut a promo, and then the lights go out. 
and you start to have the fiend music go with that little uh, trippy noise and everything, and you you expect <laughs> so you expect Bray Wyatt uh, the fiend to appear, and the fiend appears, but just when he appears, the Undertaker is not there. He already disappeared. So it's kind of like it doesn't make the fiend look bad. It doesn't make Undertaker look bad, but it sets them up without them interacting with each other with just the Undertaker being one step ahead of the Fiend and not allowing himself to be caught by the Fiend. I love it. I absolutely love that. Bravo. Let's see. Now, do you think WWE does that seven months in advance for WrestleMania? Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, see, I... you see it right there? They replay it the next week on Raw or whatever it was. Oh, talking about God. It opens up with the, <laughs> the recap video. For the next then you then years. you have a Firefly Funhouse with the you know oh the Undertaker this other thing all that stuff you seed it and all the way until WrestleMania and this is the passing of the torch amazing well I didn't I didn't like the segment on Monday with King why I think it's because that King of the Ring hype from him was completely unnecessary I, there's I, tons I... there's tons of video packages that they've already shoved down our throats that did the job even better than King did. I, right. I agree with you with that, that it, it wasn't it necessary. Like he was, it kind of seemed like he was stumbling on his words and everything. I, I didn't see him as stumbling I on would words. love to see you go in front of 15,000 people and I'm just saying it wasn't, it wasn't necessary for him, for that for them to use Jerry Lawler like but that. They have, I, I, but they it. have three if, hours and they can do whatever they want with Jerry exactly. Lawler. You, you, but that's, that's, not, that's, that's not like... I think that an argument towards my opinion. I I think that it worked. Chris is right that they did have to fill up some space, but I also feel like this was a great spot to use the fiend, especially if you're going to go after Hall of Famers. You were kind of limited. The the other option was to have the fiend appear in. I'm not not saying, but no, I'm not saying that they don't go after Jerry Lawler like that. I'm saying that that beginning segment Mm -hmm. with Jerry Lawler, it should have just been, "I'm Jerry Lawler. I'm introducing Sasha Banks." Sasha think, Banks, Sasha Banks, and then well, she's I, already in that whole mindset of like, I don't need to come on King's court. So she like, that's she doesn't even have to appear. And then the music hits, and then King goes, "Oh, I'm smarter than this." Then uh, that whole fiend thing happens. Well, all right, that that King of the Ring segment was not good. I feel like uh, the King of the Ring segment was good to elongate that long enough for people coming back from break to tune in to see yes. what was going to potentially happen. Let's but next let's up, pull yeah let's pull something out of Dave's hat here and say let's agree to disagree. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, as Dave was about to say, I apologize for cutting you off. Ricochet and The Miz defeated Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre. All four of these guys are in the King of the Ring tournament, so this is a nice little way to feature all of them, and you know. Solid tag team match, no complaints. Yeah, I was actually a fan of this match. I mean, I'm I'm actually a huge fan of all four of the wrestlers that were in this match. Yeah. So I I was all good with this. You know, I was just, I was surprised that Ricochet didn't hit his finisher to end the match. I think he hit the code breaker. No, I think that's like his new finisher. He's not hitting the the six thirty. Okay, yeah. He's hitting that other thing. I forget what it's called. I, I thought this was kind of like a Christmas Eve sort of situation. What do you mean in that? I understand that they're all like King of the Ring opponents, but it just felt like a random tossed together match. How could it be random if it's leading to King of the Ring? Because it just felt random like a New York, not a New York, a New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve show. I don't know. I, I disagree with that because I think it 
perfectly is entwined with the King of the Ring tournament, which is being hyped, especially if next week those are going to be the matches that we see. I feel like it fits in totally. It's not so. Really so Ricochet, Ricochet got the win in this one. Does he get a win back to back weeks? I think he is. I think he's going to win next week. Yep. All right. Next up, however, we have a promo with Booker T via Skype. Yeah, very, very much so like us who appearing via Skype. Which yeah. he picked, not looking at you. He picked, he picked Drew McIntyre to win. Yeah, which is actually Brandon's pick. It's actually yeah. Buddy Murphy. It's, it's not. It's not Buddy Murphy. Yes, it is. We have. <laughs> I was saying the rightful heir to the throne is from Air Scotland. Drew McIntyre. I definitely do want to, after we do this, I do want to read out our predictions on the air because I do think it's really cool that me and Chris almost have the same bracket. No, because all you did was put uh, red <laughs> coloring over, you know, my black. That's all you did. I know. that. That's... Yeah, what did you actually do? You didn't copy and paste like I told you to. I couldn't figure out how to do it, so I opened it up in uh... – uh, like a write over thing for PDF or something like that on the on the MacBook. I opened up something where it allowed me to type in a text because I could probably still out... preview, right? Yeah, it's probably yeah, preview. It, yeah, preview. I think I you just it... click and drag it. It's yeah. I couldn't figure out how to crop it or to move it, so I just did a text box and I just typed it in. Yep. Yep. All right. Next match, however, was Braun Strowman defeating AJ Styles via disqualification. Man. The OC yeah. gets involved. Quick Rollins, match. Quick match. Rollins makes a save to set, sets up a tag team title match for later in the night. So I don't know what they're doing with Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. It's like, why is the, the Universal Champion in a tag team feud? Why should he care about Braun Strowman? Yeah, there's going to be a big payoff between the two of them. Well, I think that that's what they've been... I, yeah. It just It's like... The whole Seth Rollins making the save thing was very accepted, uh, expected, and I think it was very forced. It felt forced, at least to me. Oh, it was and totally it just, forced. It's I just I don't understand why a, a singles champion is now getting involved in a tag team situation. Yep, absolutely. You had your first uh, King of the Ring qualifying match when Samoa Joe defeated Cesaro. I mean, it was pretty expected. Cesaro's a beast. Absolutely shocked me here. Yeah, really. Uh, Brandon, yeah, Brandon I had Cesaro. I had Cesaro in my bracket. Oh yeah, we have brackets. I would have never, I would have never expected Samoa Joe to make it to the second round the way that they've treated him on the main roster. I I feel like I, I would. But have been then again, they he, kind of treated Cesaro the same way. I I feel like I would have been surprised if Samoa Joe didn't win, especially based off of coming off of everything with Roman Reigns. You kind of have to have Samoa Joe win as opposed to Cesaro. I don't know. But, yeah, so uh, as Chris said, Samoa Joe picked up the victory. Um, I was—I actually thought it was a good match. I mean, I know that there was like a sloppy part, but I was—I was still entertained by it, especially right off the bat where Cesaro rocks Samoa Joe with that uh, running uppercut, the European uppercut. I don't think that part that you're talking about was sloppy. Um, I think it, he just—it was—he was holding him up in that suplex. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the only part that I really noticed. Yeah, yeah, that was the only part that I noticed, but he still maintained it and still yeah, and he nailed picked it him out. up and did it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, after this, Elias, there was a recording. Um, I believe it was posted on YouTube, but they showed Elias backstage doing a little recording and in a recording studio. He was in a recording studio, 
and there's a person there with a wig and stuff, and it's revealed to be Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick tries to cash in on cash in, tries to roll up uh, Elias, but fails to do so, and then just gets beat down throughout the entire studio. I am shocked we did not hear a Bruce Springsteen reference from Michael Cole. Why? Which I have because I it's, it's almost like bi-weekly or whatever that we hear a uh, a Bruce Springsteen reference from Michael Cole on commentary. Oh. I Which know. I have I have played WW2K19 since it came out, and not once have I ever heard a Bruce Springsteen line. I was playing a match with Elias the other night, and I heard two Bruce Springsteen lines from Michael Cole. Which That's I popped for. Yeah, but uh, well, after after the recording studio segment, they went live to Elias in the ring with audio issues and an out-of-tune guitar. And a roadie gets in the ring. And it's very clear to us, at least I think it's clear to us, that it was our truth. Yeah, the he tried, entire... he tried, tried to win the title back, but uh, did the, not happen. The... Yeah, he failed to. Elias bailed just in time. R-Truth went for that that, uh, guitar shot, but swing and a miss. Um, Yeah, I thought that this was a fun segment. I mean, I was entertained by it. I thought it was was funny. Um, Yeah, especially when when R-Truth revealed himself and he's like fluttering his eyes. He should have been like, it was me, Austin. Yeah. It was me all (laughs) along. I thought that it was really funny. But talking about removing masks and stuff, uh, Rey Mysterio was backstage talking about potentially retirement, it sounded like. And he goes to remove his mask only to be stopped by Dominic, his son. <laughs> stopped by Oscar. Yeah. His- I was like, I was Oscar. like, don't you dare remove your mask before your face, Kalisto. I know. Yeah. Um, but Dominic's like, hey, just so you, like he t- gives this entire story about how he wants to team up with his dad before he retires and his dad's like, Ray Mysterio's like, okay, for you, I love you. And Dominic's like, I love you. And then, Decent acting by Ray. He's a what? I said decent acting by Ray. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was kind of like a – and then you heard the crowd in the background saying, uh, what is it, please don't go or whatever they were chanting. Um, yeah, it would stink if Ray Mysterio retired right now because, like you said, we still want to see – him versus Kalisto, mm-hmm. but, but next up, what is the next step here? Like when? How? What's the timeline here as to WrestleMania? You see, Rey Mysterio think he's about to retire, and then Dominic is like, "Nah, we're gonna tag, bro." Yeah, WrestleMania. When? When do you think Give it's WrestleMania? Where send start... off, send him to the Hall of Fame next year. Oh no! But like, when do we start seeing Dominic like actually wrestle on TV? You won't give it another like a month until it make a reference of this again. Yeah, it's going to be a while for Dominic. I mean, I, who knows if he's really even training? Well, he is. Yes, he, he trained with Jay Lethal. He trained with, Lethal. He yeah. trained with Lance Storm, I believe. Huh. I guess time will tell them. But next up, you had New Day picking up the victory over the Revival. But it was by DQ as Randy Orton got involved hitting the RKO. Um, Kofi Kingston running to the ring to make this save. But all in all, the Revival and Randy Orton end up on top. They go after Xavier Woods' leg. Uh make an attempt to break it while Randy Orton's holding Kofi Kingston, making him watch. Um, the big thing that I loved about this was the double, the double team RKO. Yeah. Well, I guess double, it would be a triple team. Yeah. Triple team. Pretty much a Dudley death drop. You know, I thought that, that looked sick. I marked for that. It's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. 
did you guys uh, like this segment? I just yeah, I, I thought it was good. It was great. Yeah, I, I pop big time for that RKO. The the uh, FTRKO. Yeah, I'm a fan of this teaming of Revival and Orden. I never realized the size difference between Revival and Orden. Orden's like towering over them. Oh, like yeah, he's, absolutely. He's seven foot four, so. I, no, no, he's not. <laughs> uh, oh Lesnar is seven four. What are you saying? <laughs> right, no, he's six four. six four. All right, next segment. Go on. Up uh, next, okay. Sasha Banks was being interviewed by Michael Cole, which Michael Cole goes, Sasha, to be frank with you, I don't think anybody is talking <laughs> about your blue hair, but it's like, I, I think that was everything, anything everybody was talking about. Yeah. Or everything yeah. anybody was talking about. Yeah. And then later on, Natty was being interviewed and uh, backstage and Sasha Banks came in and tore it up. She uh, she attacked Natalia again, who was in a an arm sling. Yeah, but now Natalia's annoyed at Sasha Banks for interrupting her. And I'm like, last <laughs> week she was smiling and giving her a hug and everything. I don't I don't get it. She's play, she is going to who? Natalia or uh Natalia, she's confused. She doesn't well, know she'd be happy or she's sad. She's friends with everybody. I know. Speaking of things that I don't get, uh Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross teamed up to defeat Fire and Desire. The thing that I don't understand is why Fire and Desire is coming to Raw as opposed to the champions going to SmackDown to face them. Um, I don't know. Because Alexa this Bliss wild, and Nikki this... Cross are more of a dominant Raw tag team than they are on SmackDown as much. But what, Who else what, would what, you have as a tag team on Raw, though, for women? I have no. I don't even know of any Raw tag teams, which is – that's why its whole, like, tag division is just, like – Hello, what are you doing? That's the one thing. I, I was texting you at the time, but they were, like, talking. They were touting the depth. I don't know if it – I think it was on Monday Night Raw. They were doubting the uh, – oh, no, it was at the main event. Never mind. We'll get to that. All right. I, I liked I liked the match. I liked what, uh, what they did. I like Fire and Desire. Yeah. I think Mandy Rose is really good, and I think uh, Sonya Deville is too. Yeah. So, next up, up next go, go on is a, another king of the ring uh first round qualifying match cedric alexander picks up the victory over sammy Zayn in a what very short yeah sammy Zayn, short match sammy Zayn loses again i mean very which expected. i was uh, see i was expecting a lot more out of this match but i guess that it like i should have I mean, it fits in with the current Sami Zayn character. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Um, but also, Cedric Alexander is hot right now. Uh, coming off of his feud with Drew McIntyre, where he has picked up a victory. He which had... is why, by the way, I think next week is McIntyre over Ricochet, because it would be McIntyre versus Cedric oh, Alexander. Oh, I see, I see what you did there with the semis. You, you're setting up the McIntyre-Alexander again. That's not semis, it's quarter. Quarter. Uh, yeah. No, that's yeah. Semi, no semifinals is taking place at the Garden. No, no, but you you're having McIntyre versus Alexander in the semis. Isn't that quarterfinals? No, no, that's the semis because that's the semifinals because the winner of that goes to the finals. I thought it was. I thought the the match next week is the match next week is the quarters. Yeah. 
Then the week after is the semis. So on your bracket, you have how many? How many semifinal matches are there? Only two. You have semifinals on the. Uh, that doesn't make sense. There's four. There's four people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's why it's the semifinals. And then it goes to the finals. But, yeah. Um, moving on, the main event of the evening, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman beat the OC to become tag team champions. I don't get this. Yeah. It's, oh, it's I just saw it. Oh, it's, my God. Gross. Oh, that's a Ronda Rousey photo op, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that correct? Yep. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, but it's ridiculous enough that, that Braun Strowman had a U.S. title match earlier in the night. Now they use the the very tired storyline of unlikely partners really feuding over a single title. Come on, that's what I don't. And but why is it at the hand at the hand of the OC? I mean, we were just building up the OC with AJ Styles. We were we were saying how much we love the fact that the OC won the tag team titles, and that maybe that maybe WWE is like, oh, we know what we're doing with tag team wrestling. And then they go and do this. You even have Festus with face paint now. Festus, he has, I mean, gallows, gallows. <laughs> but, but even still, I mean, why are you going to have the OC win the championship and then lose it to the dream team, the mega power of Rollins and Braun without reason? I really hope that and, the OC w- quickly win back those titles, but even still, I don't understand why they had to lose it in this occurrence. And is it really the best thing to do when fans are starting to turn on Rollins? I don't understand. Like, that's the thing. Everybody starts saying that Rollins has gotten stale. So with that being stale, that doesn't mean put another championship on him. Next week on Monday Night Raw, does Seth Rollins defeat AJ Styles for the U.S. championship? No, he defeats Elias to become the 24-7, duh. I definitely don't think that's the progression. No, it's not. But I I don't understand why this is taking place. Obviously, it's to tease the Rollins versus Braun as when they were leaving the arena, they both held up the championship, which I got to say I thought was pretty funny because you saw Braun keep on looking at Rollins and kind of waiting for his signal to his like little ha- his hand to so they could do that little pose at the end. Braun kept on looking over at him, and Rollins never was really not catching it. But at the end, the entire the conclusion was them both staring at that uh, championship, which I don't think it's worth sacrificing the OC for. Absolutely yeah. not. But they could win it back in two at Clash of Champions. That's the thing, and then, and then you'll tease that tension between Braun and Seth Rollins, and that allegiance to Hell in a Cell or whatever it's going to be. Um, I think I feel like it's time they should finally pull the trigger on Braun Strowman as your monster heel. I mean, the baby—he's getting over. I mean, he's over as a baby face, but I feel like as a monster heel, he would be, you know, something now, something huge for the WWE. Now that now that you mentioned Hell in a Cell, can we just all hope that the uh, Hell in a Cell is not red again this year? Did you guys already forget about that? No, I it probably remember. is. I really hope it's not. It was terrible looking. I don't it was, it was very interesting to see, as in, like, I hope it's in 2K20, but it's really, it was not aesthetically pleasing. It was very hard for people to see through. I remember people complaining at the event. Mm-hmm. They got to do some serious uh, soul searching to to find soul a good... Soul searching? <laughs> yeah, to find a good color or something for a steel cage. Why can't it just be a normal color? Oh, <laughs> anyway, steel. let's... Uh, let's... 
pop on over to SmackDown. You start off a uh, SmackDown with a Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. He said promo. you start off with a Randy Orton promo. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, led to it was about it was about Kofi Kingston being stupid, and then Kofi comes at him from behind, hits the trouble in paradise, and grabs a steel chair, attempting to injure Randy Orton the way Dash Wilder and uh, Scott Dawson injured Xavier Woods. But the revival ran down, tried to make the save. Kofi took them out with the chair, though, and uh, Orton escaped. Yeah, hot opener. Yeah, I like this. Next up, another promo, though, where Kevin Owens has to apologize to Shane McMahon backstage. Which, very good acting on Kevin Owens here. He's the man. Yeah. Modern day still Colsey Boston. Stun, Owens, stun. Like, really? 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 (laughs) Yeah, so the gist of this is Kevin Owens apologized. And then I think later on in the night, maybe uh, Shane McMahon had said that if you intentionally put your hands on a. An official again. It's going to be even more than a hundred thousand dollar fine. No, what? Oh, yeah. No. First well, action of the like... night. Yeah. Yeah. Talk Take about it. it. Talk about it, Dave. All right. Well, a King of the Ring matchup. Andrade, alongside with Vega, picked up the victory over Apollo Cruz. Um, I, my pick I, right here. Well, that hammerlock DDT. I. That's probably my favorite favorite finisher in WWE. Yeah, especially because he lifts him up, and you're like really like. It's a solid, solid GDT. Yeah, I could, I mean, I could easily see Andrade uh, making it to the finals and winning the King of the Ring. Yeah, we actually, all three of us, have Andrade going to the finals of the King of the Ring. Yeah. The only person that, the only person that has Andrade actually winning is Chris. Yeah, King Andrade. He'll be great on the SmackDown. Me and Chris actually have the same finals, but different outcome. Yes. So. You know, there it was interesting that the, it never happened, or maybe still might happen. Is that that group that was tossed around with Rey Mysterio, Andrade, and Sin Cara? Hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. That never happened. Which I—that's what I thought. Like maybe with that whole like Rey Mysterio thing, with I mean Almas doing that to Rey Mysterio, I thought maybe it would like somehow lead there, but mm-hmm. we're just not there yet. I guess. I don't know. Next. But up next, backstage, Elias was walking and noticed uh, John Cone in disguise. And he, like, yells at him, where is he? And he points to a uh, production crate. And <laughs> Elias opens it and chokes Maverick, jerks him out of there, and uh, told him that due to the, the King of the Ring qualifier match, he's going to have the 24-7 rules suspended so so is that no no consummation for maverick so now with this suspension of the 24 7 is that until the king of the ring is over or only during his matches i think it's during his matches okay that i wasn't too sure about all right yeah good segment backstage next up you had a moment of bliss uh nikki uh nikki cross was out there too they had charlotte flair um, yeah, Charlotte Flair, whatever. But Bailey came out standing up to Charlotte Flair only to shove her off of the chair. No, but the way she did I it was hilarious. Dude, it was amazing. She's like, yeah, and another thing. <laughs> Pushes her off the chair. I thought she was going to punch her in the face. Yeah. But yeah, so Flair challenged Bailey to a match at Clash of Champions. Bailey accepted. It's the feud, I think, is tired. And it just started. I don't need to see this ever again. 
Yeah, I think that I think that Bailey in general as a champion is tired. Uh, that's like not what I'm talking about at all. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think anything good has come from Bailey as champion so far. Well, that's I think I think a lot honestly has to do with Flair. Mm-hmm. I, you had a big match that they could have been building with since 2016 or whatever, 2015 or whatever, 16 between Ember Moon and Bailey, and it just got completely overshadowed by Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair. I don't think that that was going to be uh, that was not going to be anything unless Ember Moon wind of uh, wind won. But next up, you had Roman Reigns backstage threatening. Buddy Murphy, once again, pretty much telling him uh, if he finds out that he's lying, he's going to come after him and beat him up again. More importantly, Buddy Murphy dropped a name in this that we have not heard in months. In maybe even years, or not years, but maybe a year or so. He he said Eric Rowan. Wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Do you think that I think it was maybe- just a flub. No, because yeah. they called him Eric Rowan later on in the night, too. Well, maybe the Bitsick Man wants people with full names again. Maybe one guy is Rowan and the other guy is Eric Rowan. Oh. <laughs> you know? You, know, you got to make you wonder. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I, thought it was, I, know. Uh, I thought it was funny that Daniel Bryan called uh, Buddy Murphy a cowardly liar. Yeah, that was originally going to be the picture of the week, but then... The end of SmackDown showed its picture of the week. Next yeah. up, you had a – what was after this? Five-star uh, match between Buddy Murphy and Daniel Bryan. Since I'm editing the show, we're just going to put it in right here. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week. This is my match. Dude, what a great match this was. In, the, in two weeks, Buddy Murphy is now like the reaction that he got on the, the false finishes. Like – put him over as a legit star on SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad yeah, that this, that they're finally – people are finally getting to see him and – or that people are finally watching him at least, and he's getting recognition for it. And he won it clean. So it's like – in this whole like storyline, which is outstanding. Boom. Match of the week. Beautiful. And then uh, after the match, uh, Eric Rowan attacked Buddy Murphy backstage while he was about to get interviewed. So, yeah, I guess don't don't talk about Rowan. Don't talk about Rowan at all. I'm, yeah. After I'm that, happy. go on. No, no, I'm good. What were you just happy about? What? I'm just happy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the revival picked up the victory over Heavy Machinery. Uh, revival laid out the challenge to New Day for the tag team titles at Clash of Champions, but instead of. Uh, Big E coming out. It was heavy machinery. I'm fine with that. I like heavy machinery. Which, dude, I like. I really didn't see heavy machinery fitting in on the main roster. Like, I, I really, I was a fan of them in NXT and everything. I just didn't see it like crossing over to the to the main. And it, I think brands, it's worked. But... I think it's worked over well. Like, there's there's think... a bunch of those characters that were on NXT that became more on the main roster. Yeah, I, I like, mean, late, I, late, like Lacey Evans was nothing on NXT. She went in, she came, she had what I thought was a great feud with Becky Lynch, which yeah. she's just been stuck on main event with Sarah Logan and uh, Dana Brooke. Well, what like with Heavy Machinery, I still see them as 
similar to natural disasters in that not specifically, but just gimmick teams that t- tag teams that were kind of larger than uh, in size. And, and it stuff. works. Yeah, it I, works. I think it's I think they've become difference. a real a real treat to watch on the main roster, and I wish they were on weekly. Brandon, and I think, oh, I feel like they've been a great treat to watch. Brandon sticking his it, nose it, up to the ceiling. It has it a hundred percent has because I wasn't expecting this for from them on the main roster. Because look at somebody like No Way Jose. Just didn't transition. Look at Adam Rose. Look what happened with Adam Rose. No, some yeah. things are, some things transition from NXT to WWE. Some don't. But. But I think it was because they were given a shot. Like yeah. those two pay-per-view matches or whatever that they had, I think that like very much so solidified them in that. Because they, I mean, what was it? Uh, the Heavy Machinery versus Daniel Bryan and Rowan where I didn't want the match to end. I thought it was great. So I think that definitely helped them out big time. And then just, I mean, watching them on Watch Along too mm-hmm. is also I mean, expanded my view of them on the main roster. Yeah. Well, next up, you had Chad Gable backstage being interviewed about the King of the Ring, only for Shelton Benjamin to kind of sneak behind him and put up a sign saying, uh, in order to compete in the King of the Ring, you have to be this size. And Chad Gable was not that size. Um, yeah, it was do kind you, of, I didn't get it. What do you mean you don't get? They're like messing around with. They're making fun of Chad Gable. He's and they're having a match next week for the King of the Ring. They're calling like, him an underdog, and they're calling him yeah, short. I, I don't understand that. I, I just I'm more confused at Shelton Gim, uh, Shelton gimmick, Shelton, Shelton Benjamin gimmick. I love gimmick. it. Shelton gimmick. I don't get it. I don't what's know. there? What's there to get, pal? Exactly. <laughs> What do you mean exactly? Like what? What's something. not like? I don't understand what. I don't understand his anything. What he's doing. What, I but, mean, I don't understand the whole look stuff and everything. All the looks that he does, but here he's like making fun of Chad Gable for being small. Yeah, but so it, much so that apparently WWE um, trademarked short. Uh, was it Shorty G or something? Shorty and G. people and people think that might be attached to, to Chad Gable. Uh oh. Because because for two weeks in a row, I think now three maybe they're making fun of his height. Shorty G. So, huh. maybe. Uh, next up, you had Miss TV with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn pretty much talking about how he can't take it anymore. Yada yada. He's gonna bring yeah, out but... someone that he's gonna help out, and he brings out the IC champ Nakamura. Uh, Saints that he needs his help right now, and then Nakamura proceeds to beat down the Miz. So I'm assuming Miz is going to be the next opponent for like Clash of Champions, which, as opposed to No Way Jose, who randomly challenged Nakamura on Twitter, and because WWE retweeted that, I thought it was like a lock for a match, which mm-hmm. made no sense. But what if Sami Zayn is like starting like a stable of sorts to help people um and one of them could be rusev maybe but i i don't understand why why does a champion need Sami Zayn's help well here in this instance it's because uh miz was speaking english to someone whose language first language is not english mm-hmm. so Sami Zayn is sitting standing there pointing that out Saying you're not really doing this right. 
I don't know. I, I I'm fine with it. Mm. As long as Nakamura gets used, because he sat off the last pay per view, he has been off TV for quite some time. I mean, you can easily forget. You can easily forget that he's the IC champ. Yeah. They do you feel like okay between him and Ali? So, do you feel like maybe Nakamura hasn't like fully transitioned over on the main? You know, because we talk about all these people who work on the main roster, and some people don't. Do we feel like Nakamura hasn't hit his potential yet? Do you think maybe That's... having a mouthpiece like Sami Zayn will get him to like that next level? I Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn's an outstanding vocal piece, you know. He's gonna attach himself to this, and this could be this could work great. Maybe this will be Sami Zayn's, uh, you know, work into uh, the managerial life. I don't know if that's gonna help uh, transition Nakamura even further. I'm a hundred percent not against it, but I think it's all on WWE for dropping the ball big time with him on the main roster. Yeah, I think that I, I could see it bringing Nakamura. I don't think that Nakamura hit his peak potential on the main roster yet. But this can't hurt him, so I, I'm I'm open to seeing what happens with it. I just hope that this championship uh, reign doesn't end up being a flop. I mean, Nakamura is very talented. We we are huge fans of his uh, in ring ability, so I just want to be able to see uh, a good storyline come out of this. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Just a little thing I propose there next. Up on this, we had some more King of the Ring. <laughs> what? I'm laughing about the next segment after that. Oh, okay. So the main event of SmackDown is essentially Elias defeating Kevin Owens uh, with the help of Shane McMahon. Kind of screws over Kevin Owens with the quick count. Um, I thought it was yeah, a fine it comes match. Out, uh, he announces himself as a guest ref, basically, while he was already do out we there. See, I don't... Do we see Shane and Kevin Owens in Hell in a Cell again? Could be. I, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I think uh, Chris or Brandon, one of you mentioned it last week that it could be a total role reverse. Yes. With what? Oh, last well, week had like the last time they faced Shane was the baby face. What's his face? Kevin Owens was the heel, but now the kind of the roles are reversed. Do you uh, do you like that? There's storyline involved with the King of the Ring outside of yeah, just love it being the King of the Ring tournament. Yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with it. I think that it's a a draw factor to it. And I think the one thing that the three of us, all three of us picked Kevin Owens to advance and we totally neglected the fact about Elias mm-hmm. and the storyline with Shane McMahon. Yeah, we'll post our uh, predictions on our Instagram page. So go to our Instagram page at marking 11 and Do you think we'll post them Do you up? think um yeah. do you think anybody else is going to get like a buy sort of situation? No. No. I don't think we're going to have any buys in this tournament. So let's go back. Before we cut the list, we had to talk about King of the Ring a little bit as well as I pull up my notes here, but I'm not going to stop talking. Should we speak like this? So next up, the King of the Ring. So next up, we have Ali versus Buddy Murphy. Do we think Buddy Murphy, I think we all predicted Buddy Murphy. Uh yeah, we all predicted Buddy Murphy. So yeah, so next week we're gonna get Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. You're gonna get the Miz versus Baron Corbin, Ali versus Buddy Murphy, and Chad Gable versus Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, me and Chris picked Ricochet. Brandon going with McIntyre. Yeah, I think that's our only difference. Yeah, but we um, all think we all think SmackDown side is gonna be Andrade. 
Uh, yeah, the only difference is that Brandon, um, the Murphy stuff. Mm-hmm. But you now we could say next week. Next week you could see when it gets to you know if it gets to Buddy Murphy versus Kevin Owens. I mean versus Elias. No, Elias. Maybe, yeah, yeah, sorry, Elias. but. I'm just I'm looking at the notes, but then we can see. Like I, I get they're they're kind of I mean they are pushing Buddy Murphy as a heel, but he's getting over big time with as like a almost kind of as a face. I I, I where, like, where he has I, to he has to like remind the crowd like no I'm a heel. Yeah, but I mean after picking up this recent victory over Daniel Bryan and the hype that he got after SmackDown, it's hard for me not to see him advance after this in his next match against Elias, especially with Kevin Owens. Uh, being eliminated, being screwed by Shane McMahon. I can see Kevin Owens involving himself in Elias versus Murphy, in Murphy going over Elias to advance to the finals. Then not, uh, not necessarily the, uh, semifinals, semifinals. Not necessarily a Hell in a Cell sort of matchup, but uh, you could definitely have Kevin Owens versus Elias and Shane McMahon at, at a pay per view. True, true. Yeah, could be could be a handicap match in there. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, the last segment on SmackDown this week was so Daniel Bryan and Rowan captured this guy. Uh, they then tell Rowan Reigns to come backstage, and at like this is at nine fifty nine because I was like, why is this going on now? And I made sure I checked my clock. Which and, before you continue with the segment, do you like that SmackDown has been ending like this as of late? Yeah, kind of keeps people from watching till the end, you know. Where it's like one second left, and it's like, oh, we're gonna go. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I'm fine with it. Anyway, they reveal the guy who was trying to screw with Roman Reigns. And it was another version of Rowan, which half the internet <laughs> thinks is Ilu Carper. I don't know why we're laughing at this. Dude, I, like, I was, was laughing. So weird. I was laughing two hours after SmackDown ended. I was wearing a Wyatt Family shirt. I saw it in the mirror. I started laughing again. I've just been like I've been caught off guard a few times with pro wrestling <laughs> and unintentional funny moments like when uh, Kane unmasked himself and he was like all goofy looking. Yeah, he just had but the hair I, on the back. Dude, they took <laughs> they took the the hood or whatever it was off of. I'm gonna say maybe Luke Harper's head, and I literally I I'm staring at the TV. I'm like. <laughs> What? And <laughs> then I just like for nonstop two hours I was hysterically laughing. I went to before I went to sleep last night. I started, I started thinking about it, just hysterically laughing about it. <laughs> it's like it's just so, it's so bizarre. It is so his, bizarre. His it's reaction. Like, it's to, like his it's reaction like when, was um, hilarious too. Like when they when staring. they when they took the hood off of him, his reaction was really funny too. It was just like total deadpan. But it's like the when when this feud started, even. Do you think Vince McMahon like, hid this, this from Roman Reigns? I'm sorry, what was that? I said, do you think hid Vince it? McMahon hid like this whole thing? He's like, you're gonna go into this room, and there's gonna be a guy that's on You can't. You can't. A hundred percent. WCW, dude. You can't hide that. There's no way Reigns wouldn't like break or something from that. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just like it's just like the beginning of this feud where that like the 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 whatever the the steel beams or whatever fell over on Roman Reigns that had me hysterically laughing. (laughs) I still every time every time I see that it has me hysterically laughing. (laughs) And even like and now 
Oh my oh god. Oh my god. And now you <laughs> add this to we've been seeing nothing but that segment replayed over and over and over again since it happened. And now you're gonna add this <laughs> this unveiling of the hood and it's gonna be a bald orange bearded maybe Luke Harper character which for the picture of the week I've scribbled in Microsoft Paint to give him a black beard and long so black good. hair. It looks it looks like it's Luke Harper. But now we're going to see that moment forever etched over and over and over and over again in those recap videos that they've been nonstop replaying. <laughs> and I'm going to have a weekly laugh for like the next, what, three weeks at least? Four weeks? Could it be um, Tony Atlas's laugh? things in wrestling history i just think it's it's so funny because buddy murphy was so sure that it was that it was uh eric rowan and then he he changed his stance to i think maybe it was eric (laughs) rowan and then they unveil it to be a guy that just i mean that's like that's so wwe (laughs) (laughs) like it's like the hand thing all over again I'm sorry. I'm just like laughing so hard at this. It's so. But strange. It, come on, it, like it, once I edited that picture to draw, drew over <laughs> it, or whatever. That that has to be Luke Harper, right? It has to be Luke Harper. Just no one. Yeah. Even he's got some gray in his in his hair as is the in the like the baldness oh of his God. hair. And Luke Harper already had that, so I'm I'm assuming. I was sitting there trying to study like the ear shape and the nose shape for <laughs> the side profile. Brady's got his magnifying glass out like he's Sherlock Holmes. Dude, and it's it's very <laughs> it's very difficult to do that on a on a PC that does not work. <laughs> oh, Brandon, you just threw me for a hoot. That's for, funny. For a hoot. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm. I mean, we all have to think it's Luke Harper. It has to be Luke. We're Harper. not. We're not supposed to think that. I don't think because. I don't know. It's like immediately that happens, and it's like the first thing you think of is WrestleMania Nine, where the two doinks go at it. <laughs> and then, and then the next thing you think is the Spider Man meme, where it's like Spider Man looking at Spider Man. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny. Like last week, I think I mentioned about the Harper coming back. I said, and then it ended up being. It, I think it's kind of crazy well, that think, it's. I think I mentioned time. that to you, no? Yeah, it's Luke you Harper. probably did too. But I think it's. <gasps> it's do you, if it's Harper, do you think that it's kind of weird that you're bringing back Harper, who's been out since, like, WrestleMania, I think, and you brought back Sasha Banks, who's been out since WrestleMania in the same, like, within a week span? Do you think that's kind I, of... I don't consider Luke Harper to be out since WrestleMania, since we have not really seen him. We didn't really see him on TV. He was a tag team champion. No, not this year's not, WrestleMania. Not, Last no. year's no, this, WrestleMania. This, year, this year's WrestleMania, he, he made worked, his return. Uh, Donovan Dijak. Yeah, on access right. and then work the the wrestle the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I yeah, think. the Andre the Giant was his big re- like uh, it should have been his which re- it, it, which it, that's why okay, I don't right, that cool. as a big return. I gotcha. But but my point before with them saying Eric Rowan, do you think they maybe don't want to call him Harper and they're going to eventually just want to call him Luke Harper again? Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. And maybe, maybe that's why they brought back the first name. Maybe. Yeah, but that was Raw and SmackDown. That was. What have, we, what have we got? What have we got next? We got Shameless Plugs. Shameless Plugs. 
That's right. It's time for some shameless plugs. Um, so I saw Mustafa Ali put out this tweet earlier today, and it was in regards to Charity Water. So Charity Water, it's a nonprofit organization that brings clean and safe drinking water to people in developing countries. And you can put in a donation to assist with this. Go check out charitywater.com slash Mustafa Ali for, to uh, help out. You can go check them out on Twitter at Charity Water. And uh, you can also find a link at Ali WWE. Also going to give a shameless plug to Lance Hoyt, who was on uh, Straight Up Steve Austin. He was on that episode with Sal Volcani. I saw that. Yeah. yeah Which, uh, he, it's, it's Volcano. Volcano. Yeah, I don't know why I said Volcani. Which is, but, it was very weird seeing Stone Cold taking bumps. Yeah, I I was totally marking out for it. When I saw Steve Austin take the bump, I'm like, oh my god, what does this mean? We just saw Edge give a spear. He could definitely do it. Like, Yeah, I def- which that is also still very shocking that, like, since Chris said WrestleMania 27, we had not seen Edge do a single wrestling move bump or anything. Yeah, I mean, seeing Steve Austin take the bump, I'm like, he's... He could do it. He could hit a stunner on someone. He could and do didn't, a match. Didn't Edge, didn't Edge say last week that, like, I feel like I could wrestle a match tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Stop. Edge to AEW confirmed. Chris, yeah. would you cry? Probably. <laughs> I probably real would, Real hard. I'd probably... Wait, you H-A-R-D. would cry? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah I probably would, too. A major wrestling... M A R K. All right. What's uh, the next? Um, uh, also, Steve, uh, once again with Steve Austin. Oh, did you guys watch that episode of Steve, Straight Up with Steve Austin? I haven't watched any of yes. it. Yes, I've watched yeah. both of them. I, I thought it was actually a good episode, but I don't understand how Sal. I thought the last defeated, one was good too. I don't understand how Sal defeated Steve at that last uh, that game. In my opinion, what do you mean? He tossed the the barrels, and more of his barrels fell over. I saw still three standing on each. No, there weren't. There was one left for Sal. Yeah. All right. Well, also, next up, Steve Austin, King of Attitude t-shirts are going to be released on Pro Wrestling Tees next week. Um, they Wait, what per- is? So, King of Attitude shirts. For, for who? Steve Austin for Stone Cold. So, it's King of Attitude shirts. And they actually look pretty sick. Uh, like, there's one with his face all bloodied up in that Bret Hart match. And it says on it, like, King of Attitude. Then they have another one in a broken skull with a bunch of, like, uh, like says Austin and his face and stuff like that. And then they had another one, which was him drinking beer, and it said King of Attitude. And in my opinion, there is no doubt that he was the King of the Attitude Era. Where are uh, they going to be on sale? Pro Wrestling Tees? Yeah, ProWrestlingTees.com. Um, I'm wondering right. if that's if that's because of like the whole Charlotte Flair and uh, Trish Stratus. Well, I'm the queen of queens. I'm the queen of all eras. Guess what? I'm the damn king of all eras. I'm the king yeah. of attitude. Maybe. But, yeah. So go check that out. Hey, Chris, you got a match of the week? I did it in the middle of the show. Mark? Yeah, listen to the show, Mark. Well, I didn't know if we we're gonna just like loop it back. I knew that he he, he specifically yeah. said it. All right, so like toss I'm assuming, in fine. I'm assuming Brandon shoutouts. Hey, wow! This is Owen Wilson. You're listening to Brandon shoutouts. Well, the first shoutout is going to Dre McIntyre's 
entrance from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Uh, he had the NYPD pipes and drums play him out, and I think it's still awesome. It took place on August 19th, 2017. Next shout-out is going to Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4, which I thought was such a great match, and it took place on August 18th. 2018. Uh, we're in the similar date range. I wanted to just give a you know sh- some shout outs to NXT Takeover, one of the best events I've ever been to as a whole. Oh wow! Uh, and, wow. and the last shout out goes to Jushin Liger for his match against Tyler Breeze at NXT, NXT Takeover, Takeover Brooklyn Two, oh. Brooklyn One, oh, wow. which was August 22nd, 2015. Mm. Wow. Fully all wrestling shout outs. A a themed of sorts due to the fact that it's August twenty first. We just had August nineteenth. We just had August eighteenth and we're gonna have August twenty second tomorrow. So heck yes. But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our That is right hour mark out moment of the week. For some reason, I did that like big cast. The, you can't teach that. Because you marked out so hard that it came back to the ring with Enzo this weekend? I did not see that. Well, I saw a picture of it, but I like I can't watch like videos or anything. Like I can't even watch GIFs on my computer. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, last week, you guys marked out for it, and uh, I didn't actually get a chance to say I marked out for it, but I definitely marked out for the fact that they have The Fiend in WW2K20. Yeah. yeah. I-, I cannot wait to see the entrance come out of that video. You think I'll have the head? I hope so. Those games are rated higher than, like, PG, so. True. I think it's, like, T for teen or whatever, but whatever. Um, but I-, I, I'm, like, worried about those those DLC packs. Like, I don't know if, like, the roster is just going to be so stacked that there's no need to have new, just like, you, like, DLC wrestlers. on bonuses and stuff? Well, no, no, because we're, like, we're not getting, apparently we're not getting any new superstar packs at all. It's just going to be all WWE original stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, we have The Fiend in one of the packs, but I don't, like, there's not, there's nothing confirmed to say, like, oh, we're going to get, like, Jerry the King Lawler in a royal original pack or something like that yeah true like they're all going to be like those monster mm-hmm. sort of what things. else do you like, have anything else uh non-wrestling related um taylor swift's album lover comes out on friday yep same day as the new mother... knock loose record yeah mother i don't lover. know who they are i'm hoping uh target sends me mine and i could enjoy it and uh Something else related to her is the fact that she's re-recording all her albums or most of the songs from her albums so she could own the masters to them. Yeah, I don't just understand how if she re-records, she gets the ownership. They're, because they're now their new versions. JoJo so the person would still own the older versions. Yeah. They had JoJo. You know, remember wonder, JoJo? Leave, I, get out. Right I now. wonder if... He, if the owner can sue her for, no, like you know how they, how he, you have... he can't he can't sue her because they're they're her songs and they're but, but they're re, it. yeah, but they're re 
remastered, not remastered, they're reworked versions or whatever. They're yeah. different versions. It's been done tons of times before mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chris? What do you got? Uh, I marked that at the picture that Edge posted t- earlier today of uh, him and Billy Corgan from the Spanish nice. Pumpkins. Because I and then I reached, I commented on his picture and I said, "Hey, uh, AFI's opening that. How are they? Did you get there? They're awesome." No response. But uh, well, can can you at least hashtag Mark Dreams? Can you give us your best Billy? Um, Corgan impression? I don't have a Billy and Corgan impression. I'm not you, Brandon. I'm not that talented. What do you mean? I don't have a Billy Corgan impression. You just right. talk like this. I'm Billy Corgan. Nope. Uh, not really. He's speaking really soft and low. But hey, this... guys. Billy May is here. Yeah. That's terrible. I wish yeah. I... As, did I use that last week, as... Brandon? You did. Dang. As far as a wrestling... How about Rocco, finally, huh? That was hot I heard recently. it was terrible. They, had the... they had the Netflix special. Yeah, I heard it wasn't good. Yeah, I, I liked it. No, see, I liked the Rocco's Modern Life special because it's like it's exactly what you would expect from that. And the reason why I think people are complaining is because you hear like a brand new Rocco's Modern Life movie or whatnot. It wasn't ta- it wasn't made for Netflix. It was originally supposed to air on Nickelodeon, and then they for some reason moved it to um, Netflix. So it's it was already made. To have like the commercial breaks and everything, not mm-hmm. that you could tell that, but I almost wonder if the reason why that they uh, moved it from Nickelodeon to Netflix was because one of the characters is transgender, and maybe Nick didn't want to like deal with that. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, for me, my markout moment of the week was definitely Steve Austin taking the bumps in the ring. Uh, just seeing him take those bumps and the being a mark, I just started thinking of, oh my god, that that happens after this stuff. I he could get back in the ring. So I definitely 100% marked out for uh, for that. Yeah. And I also marked out for Buddy Murphy picking up the victory over Daniel Bryan. I was not yeah, expecting I didn't expect that either, but it was awesome. I appreciated that too. A, yeah. uh, a wrestling-related markout moment for me was uh, from the Expo Lucha over the weekend where S.A. Rios was in a match and Lita was in his corner. That's mm. right. You said that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So. All right, so let's put a feather in the cap that is marking out episode number 446. Thank and, you. And hop aboard the. No, no, let's just end it. Let's just end it. Yeah, let's just end it. That's the lucky future. No, I'm kidding. Uh, www.markingout.com, facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout, youtube.com slash markingout11, Instagram. Dot com slash marking out 11 email us marking out one at gmail.com follow me on twitter at chris Sweendog. dave on twitter at dave the rave underscore mo brandon on twitter at bttg161 and until next week we wish you we the, wish you the... best, best of luck in your future endeavors have a fantastic week